Welcome to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. Each week brings a new message that looks to invite you into a new life brought by Jesus Christ. We hope you are inspired and changed by God by the message brought by today's speaker. Familiar passage of scripture this morning, uh, the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. And uh, what I want to do this morning, as I begin uh, my time with you, just just as a way for you to kind of get to know me a little bit and and my mannerisms and and how I preach. Uh, I know that after you know uh, being with a pastor and getting. Uh, used to how they preach it can be a little bit of a culture shock when someone new comes and and begins to present the word in a little bit of a different way and so as we kind of get to know one another uh, and you can get to get to know me know this about me first of all like I said before I love Jesus but I also believe every single word that's written in this book and, uh, and I've often said, and believe it with all my heart, these are not words on a page. These are God's breath on a page. And this book is as alive as it has ever been. It is able to transform hearts and lives and rearrange uh, futures even. And I believe that with all of my heart. I believe every single word that it says. I don't try to edit. I don't uh, try to take out anything because I believe God got it right the first time. And so that is not my, my occupation. My, my simple occupation is to simply proclaim what is in here. I am nothing more than, and I've often said, I am nothing more than God's messenger boy to a world that is uh, desperately in need of hope and peace and joy and, and purpose. And you all know that this morning from the world in which we live. We look out into our world and, and for the past uh, several, three years now, uh, we can sum up our world with the word chaos. Everything was just in the midst of unknown and uncertainty and, and we were going into uh, difficult times. In fact, in the place where I work, uh, we were told at the very beginning of the COVID pandemic that, that we are in uncharted waters. We don't know how we are going to navigate uh, this situation. And, and it just seems like everyone everywhere because of this, this virus was just put on edge. And there was all this uncertainty and all this, we don't know what we're going to do. But I'm thankful that even in the midst of all of that, uh, that God was still there. His grace is still enough and we are still able to trust in his name. And I'm thankful today that the Bible is very clear that Jesus, when he had finished, it says that he sat down at the right hand of the Father. And that is such a wonderful uh, picture in my mind because when you are finished with something, you sit down. Jesus, this morning, in the midst of everything that is going on in our world, both out there and within our families, and within our circles of influence, 
Jesus is not roaming the halls of heaven thinking to himself, I didn't see that coming. What are we going to do? He has it all in hand. In Jeremiah chapter 29, in verse, uh, verse 11, like I said, this very, very familiar passage of Scripture, many of you probably have memorized this passage of Scripture. Some of you may even have it um, as a cross stitch or some other magnet or a piece of paper on your refrigerator or on a, on a mirror to remind you. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. If you would stand with me, if you're able, for the reading of the word this morning. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Verse 12, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Father, I pray today that, that you through your Holy Spirit would just take uh, these ancient uh, words from your scriptures and that you would apply them to our hearts and our spirits in a fresh, new way. I thank you for this time together. And just pray, Father, that you would do a work that only you could do in this time. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 29 and, and verse 11. It is a very familiar passage of scripture. In fact... Oh, when I made that uh, scriptural reference, many of you didn't even have to turn to uh, that portion of your Bible because you have this memorized. And it's a, wonderful, it's a wonderful verse, and it's a verse that many of us use as comfort and hope and security, especially when things are difficult, especially when we face hard days. It's a, it's a verse that we go back to and we cling to, and, and, and in a very real way, we uh, set an anchor in it because we know that whatever is going on outside there, God has a plan. I want to point out a couple of different things in this passage of Scripture, and then I want to hopefully tie it to another passage of scripture as as we make our way through our time together today in verse 11 it says for i know for i know in other words god who is speaking here is not saying i guess perhaps maybe if everything works out all together if we get all the pieces together then this will happen? If things just go just a certain way, then maybe when I was a boy, uh, we, would, we were fascinated with SeaWorld when it was up in Aurora, Cleveland. Uh, and we would always ask our parents, can we go to SeaWorld? We want to go. We want to see Shamu. We want to see Shamu. 
we want to go to SeaWorld. Can we go to SeaWorld? Can we go to SeaWorld? And the answer would always be, and perhaps you as a parent have used this, and, and growing up I swore I would never say anything that my parents did, and then I became a parent. They would always say they, these two fateful words. We'll see. And we get all excited. Uh, I finally did make it to, to SeaWorld. Uh, I wasn't a boy anymore. In fact, I was married. But we did make it to SeaWorld. God is not in heaven today looking down upon the earth, looking down upon your life and everything that is going on in it, and he's saying, we'll see. We'll see. He says very clearly, for I know, rest assured, take it to the bank, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Aren't you glad this morning, in the midst of everything that is going on, that God has a plan? Um, many of you, and I'm treading into a little bit uh, dangerous water, are seasoned, that's, that's the word I'll use, seasoned enough to remember that little track, uh, the four spiritual laws. Any of you remember that? Um, track? Some of you are going, track? What's a track? Um, it came along about the time of the phone booth and the record player. <laughs> uh, but anyway, in that particular track of the four spiritual laws, I believe it was the first one that, that stated that God has a plan for your life. And I am thankful today that verse 11 is still true today. I know the plans that I have for you. Listen very clearly and take hope and take courage in this. God has a plan for you. And it doesn't matter what is going on in our world, nothing or no one can thwart that plan. It might look like everything is out of control in your life, but the reality is it's not. Because as I will uh, hopefully allude to and reveal here just a little bit, there is more to the story. I know that I, the plans that I had, God has a plan for us. He has a plan for us. And the, the scripture goes on to declare, plans for good. <laughs> we, we need to hear that in these days. We need to hear that, that God has a good plan for us and not for evil. And the outcome of that plan that God has for us is to give us, as the scripture declares, a future and a hope. My future is certain. I know exactly where I'm going to be one second after I take my final breath on this earth. I am going to be face to face with the one who has scars in his hands and his feet and a scar on his side who died for me. And I am going to hear, I believe it with everything that in me, I am going to hear those wonderful words. Well done. 
Well done. Welcome home. We've been waiting for you. I know that I'm going to hear that the, the plans for my future are set. God's plans are set. If you believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, take hope and courage no matter what is going on. One day, one day we're going home. We're, we're not home. This, this is not our home. Heaven is our home. And one day we are going home. And the best part of that is, yes, we'll see loved ones who have gone on before us and, and we'll reunite with them once more. But the best part of it is we will see Jesus and be with him forever and ever and ever. Plans to give you a future. I'm looking forward to that future. Even in the midst of the life that I live today, I live the life that I live today, and I want to encourage you this morning to live the life that you are living today with heaven and that future in mind. And it will help you make the choices today that will lead to that reality. We, we live in a world where everyone is making choices based upon what I want and what I need now. And it's not looking forward to the uh, eventual consequence of that choice. But not only is the plans that the Lord have for us for good and not evil to give us a future, but it is to give us a hope. We need hope. As, as, as a human race, we need hope. We need hope. We need to, uh, to hope again. Let me, let me take it a step further. The church of Jesus Christ in the United States needs to hope again. The church of Jesus Christ needs to hope again. We need revival. And I'm thankful that God is standing at the precipice. I believe this with all of my heart. He is standing. He is not... Uh, greedily or begrudgingly holding, withholding revival. He is wanting to pour it out upon his people in an overflowing fashion when we are ready. And I pray that in these days that all of the calamity and all of the difficulty in our nation would prepare us for a revival that is desperately needed some of the some of the biggest changes in our world and in our nation don't need to take place in Washington DC or begin there rather some of the biggest changes and things that are going to make an impact and difference in our world begin in the church that's where that's where true change begins and, and he goes on to say, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. Think about that for just a moment. The God of the universe, the God that in Genesis chapter 1 spoke everything into existence will hear you and will hear me. He who created everything longs to hear from us. 
And it goes on to say, beyond that, you will come and you will seek me. And it says, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you. So the Lord says, I know. I know and I know that I know that I know some of the old saints in the church I would hear on a Wednesday evening testimony time. I know that I know that I know that Jesus is my Savior. God is saying, I know the plans. They are good plans. They are plans that will going to give you a future with me for eternity and a hope until that moment. They are plans that you will call upon me, you will come and pray to me, and I will hear you, and I will be found by you when you come and seek after me. And you might be thinking this morning, yeah, that's all well and good, that's all, that's, that's wonderful. I've heard messages like this before, but you don't understand. You don't understand. When I look into my life and in my circumstances, you, there's, there's some good in there, but there's a whole lot of not good. You, you don't understand. You don't know me. I've been through some stuff. I've been through some things. I've, I've dealt with loss. I've dealt with infirmity. I've dealt with illness. I've dealt with things that a person shouldn't deal with. And in those moments and in those situations and in those times, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel like God's plans were good in that moment. So what do you have to say about that? (laughs) Well, I'm glad you asked this morning. Because the reality is, we've all been through some stuff. We've all been through hurt. We've all been through loss. We've all been through pain and difficulty. There have been times I can fathom that every one of us have looked into our lives and and have wondered, what's my purpose? Why am I here? God, what are you doing? I want to follow you. I long to follow you. uh, But I've done this. And you need to understand that I'm a, um, a very forthright person. Some have said that, uh, that there is a filter between the brain and the mouth. And uh, mine doesn't exist. So whatever I think shoots out of my mouth many times before I have an opportunity to take it back. But there have been times where I've said to God, not in an irreverent way. I don't want, I don't want you to think that of me this morning, but... There have been times that I've said to God, God, I love you. (laughs) I want to do my best to serve you. I just don't get you right now. What are you doing? I don't understand. This doesn't feel, look, appear to be good, what I'm going through. How can you say that your plans for me are good to give me a future and a hope? When what I'm going through, it's anything but good. It's anything but good. And and I believe that God himself gives us the answer in the words of Scripture in another very familiar passage. Over in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, it says these words. The Apostle Paul writes, And we know. See, in Jeremiah chapter 29 
God says, I know. In Romans chapter 8, it says that we know. In other words, we can take and plant our flag in what is coming next. We can tie an anchor to it and trust in it. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. I love what the Bible says. But I'm the type of person that I also notice what it doesn't say. And what I notice about that passage of Scripture in Romans is that it says that, and we know that in all things God works together for the good. It doesn't say that all things are good. And, and if you extrapolate that out a little bit, God is saying that even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of sickness, even in the midst of loss, of hurt, God, through the power that he has, somehow, some way, can take all of that and craft it together, and the end product is good. I don't understand it. I wish, I wish, you don't even know how, how, how badly I wish, and you would understand, and you'll understand in the coming weeks when I tell you a little bit about my journey and where I've been, and it'll, it'll make more sense. I wish that I could stand up here and some of them slick-haired, rose-colored uh, glass preachers and say, you know, come to Jesus and all your troubles will be over and you have a brand-new Mercedes in the parking lot, don't go looking for it after church, and a brand-new yacht, you know, in the marina. But the reality is the Bible nowhere says that. The Bible does say that he will take care of our needs. And, and let me tell you, he has taken care of my needs throughout my entire life. It doesn't say that all things are good because the reality is we live in a broken, fallen, sin-infected world. And everything isn't good. Sickness comes and it is not good. Heartache comes and it is not good. Loss comes and it is not good. People betray us and it is not good. But even in the midst of all of that, God can take it and craft it and mold it and the end result is good. I'm reminded of Joseph uh, back in the Old Testament and all that he was uh, going through. You know, his brothers sold him into slavery. I have a younger brother. Uh, I'm not going to say that I, I never thought about selling him into slavery. Uh, thought about, you know, tying him to the bed at night. and That's probably too much too soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, but in the midst of all that, that Joseph went through, sold into slavery, then falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, spending all that time in prison, and, and as the story goes, his brothers come before him because there's a famine in the land and they're starving and they don't recognize him, but, but he recognizes them. And the Bible says that, uh, that several times he wept. And he says those words, you meant it for evil, but God, but God took all of that mess, all of that heartache, all of that uh, difficulty and he crafted it in something good the saving of many lives 
So let me encourage you today as I bring this uh, to a close. Rest assured, God has a plan. His plans aren't thwarted. I don't care what the world outside looks like. To me, that's just a signal that we're getting closer and closer to that eventual day when the trumpet's going to sound. That's all that it's telling me. And, and, and let me just tell you this, and, and I wish I didn't have to say this, but I do. The reality is it's going to get worse. It's going to get darker. But in those moments, we have to uh, cling even tighter to the hand that has a nail scar in it. God has a plan for you. Yes, you. He knows you by name. Jeremiah says, before I, uh, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And he knows us. He knows everything uh, about us. He has a plan for us. It's a good plan. His plans are good for us. To give us a future of not just one day uh, in heaven doing whatever we're going to be doing in heaven. I plan on, uh, on visiting uh, uh, some folks. I want to, one of the, I don't know if it's the first, one of the first, but one of the folks I want to, uh, to have a chat with is the thief on the cross, the repentant thief. That is just, that is, that just, that is just how, how did it work out for you? You, know, you were there. And but also a future today, a hope today. We can have hope today that God is still moving. He hasn't left us. He hasn't abandoned us. He is still moving with with us. And we can know that he knows the plans. And we can also take solace and refuge and and place our, our anchor and our flag in the reality that we know, no matter what life throws at us. And let me just say, life can be mean sometimes, but you probably know that. No matter what comes, we know that in everything, it may not all be good, but God can use it, and the end result will be good. And today, I am a product of the good and the bad. And quite honestly, I don't think that I would be where I am without the struggle that I've been through. Uh, Would I rather not have gone through struggle? Absolutely. I've often said that I look back and what I've been through as a gift, but I'm not volunteering to do it again. And I'm thankful that we can have hope in the midst that, that God has a plan, and it's a good plan, it's a good future, for your church in the midst of pastoral transition, God's not done with, with the champion church of the Nazarene. I truly believe that your best days are ahead and not behind. And, and that's, not, that's not being irreverent or, or speaking any less of, of pastors who have come before, but the reality is that with Christ, we're always moving forward and we're always moving into the greater. And I believe that good days are ahead for you as a congregation. And personally, individually, I believe good days are ahead of you as well. I believe that God is going to take and continues to take all the stuff in our lives, craft it together the way that only he can do, and make it into something that is good. And so, therefore, we can have hope. We can have hope.
and we can continue to have faith in him. Will you stand with me, please, this morning? I pray that in some form or fashion, the Lord has spoken to your heart today and has encouraged you uh, in, in a way that only he can. Let's pray together. Father, thank you uh, for these good folks. Lord, I thank you that you have a plan. I thank you, Father, that that, that passage in Jeremiah 29, uh, so often the context of that passage is, is overlooked. The reality is, is those words were penned as a part of a letter to a group of people who were ripped from their home, who were placed in exile, who were taken away from everything they thought and knew from uh, being familiar with. And they were imprisoned in a foreign land. And even in the midst of all of that hardship and difficulty, through this letter that was penned to them, you declare, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans for good and not for evil, plans to give you a future and a hope. And Father, I pray today that we would take the words that were penned so many years ago, your breath upon this page, and then we would take them to heart today in 2022 that you still have plans for us today. And Father, I realize that life isn't always nice. Life sometimes plays hard. We go through sickness and difficulties. But I'm so thankful, Father, for the passage that the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 8 that, that we can make it a declaration of our faith. And we know that no matter what I go through in this life, in the end, it'll be for good. And I pray, Father, that in these days that, that you would help us to, uh, to see that. I pray, Father, that you would give us grace and strength and faith when the hard times and the difficulties come. Help us, Father. We thank you for this time together. I pray, Father, that in these moments you have spoken to, uh, to hearts and spirits in a way in which only you can do. And I thank you for what you have done, what you are doing, and what you're going to do in the days to come. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. We hope you were inspired by this week's message. We'd love for you to join us on a Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. We are located at 3924 High Street Northwest in Warren, Ohio. You can also join us on Facebook Live. For more information about our ministries, or if you'd like to contribute to our ministries online, visit us at championnaz.org.